This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Since hearing about the tragic gas explosion in Boxburg, the Jewish Board of Deputies has wanted to get meaningfully involved. We are fortunate that through our long-term partnership with the Angel Network and our incredible partners on the ground, Fingertips of Africa, the Sibambisani Foundation, and the Clab Mashishi Foundation, we were able to do so. My guests now are the founders and directors of their various organizations, Yohada Lazarus, Clab Mashishi, and Linda Mbata. And I'm delighted to have all three of them on my show now to talk about what they have been doing. Um, welcome to all of you. Hello, Shanice. Thank, Thank you for having yeah. us and your listeners as well. Firstly, I'm in awe of all three of you and the incredible work that you, you do. My feeling is that the Boxburg tragedy has touched people more than many others. And I wonder if you can comment on that, all three of you. Firstly, I wish to extend my gratitude to our partners, the Angel Network is in the South African Jewish Board of Deputies for their agent respond to the Boxburg tragedy. One thing I was impressed uh, that a number of people came together and shared the pain in different destinations. And I got the feeling that everyone that went to Boxburg, even today, went there for a specific purpose and went there for a good intention. So all three of you were um, active on the ground doing different things. Clive, you were repairing with your team the windows that were knocked out by the explosion, including at the old age home, as, as well as restoring electricity. And um, you heard you were doing catering for funerals and I know working with your team through the night to be able to do so. Um, again, um, Yehuda, let's go to you. Has this tragedy mm-hmm. um, impacted on you in a different way to the other ones you've worked with, worked on, I should say? It definitely has. I mean, we were at the hospital on Christmas Day, the, the very next day, and we've seen tragedy before and we've worked with people before, but we've never seen a sense of confusion and disbelief. And I think that's the difference. You know, when rain comes, we know what to expect. It's a flood. And when there's hail damage, we know how to fix it. I mean, all of the guys on the ground trying to, to, to fix windows and stuff, because it's just such a multitude of fixing. It's like not just a window that needs to be replaced. The whole wall needs to be replaced because it's coming out of the structure and all these like different things. When it comes time to feeding people, you know, at some of the funerals, you know, there were 600 odd guests and half of them didn't eat. And then some mm-hmm. of them ended up taking takeaways because they, they couldn't sit there in, you know, and it's not a common occurrence, if that makes sense. Walking around the hospital, the nurses were like, they, they were happy to take something and, and they thanked us for coming. But you could also see this like complete sense of we're not just that we bury people. We can't believe what we've been through. Like we buried our friends, our colleagues. And what was this thing that they call an explosion? Because we don't we've never heard of this. And Clive, your thoughts? Monisha, uh, you know what what I've learned since I arrived there in Bosbeck? It was very sad for me because firstly, arriving there in that community, it was a peaceful community. You can hear that the, it is very quiet and for people that side to experience what they experience it was very hard for them even now they are still crying of what they have seen some they are saying it was like a war in 
Ukraine because they didn't expect such a thing to happen. They flamed the way it went and losing their neighbors, the kids that they grew up next to them, the pain that was there, it was very, very painful. And not so far ago, we were busy working at the Jaskei River, drowning there, helping mm. the victims. And seeing this again, it was very, very hard for us and the team to be part of this. And it was very painful. And seeing all the windows being broken, it was like a war zone. So imagine how the community around there, they are feeling. It was very painful. I think that community needs to be supported with love to be sent message of love and support because they really need it. Uh, not even only the families that lost their loved ones, but the whole community it, it got affected by this thing. It was very sad to see this thing happening in our country and in this small community of Bosbeck. You know, we have attended to all the disasters. I want to emphasize the words of Yehunda and Clive that this one was very, very different because of you find out that you're visiting families and like you could tell that even when they're telling or sharing the story that it's really touching. It's really, it's, it's heartbreaking. You can tell actually, even when someone having, having to explain how it happens or how to get there, it's really touching yourself, getting into the sense, getting there as well, having to check the environment and interact. It's really touching. We have attended to disaster like Yehunda said. We have went to floods. We have attended to such, but this one was completely different. Having to listen to a parent crying to you to say that I have to now bury my own kids, you know, that is very painful to hear an elderly person or to hear a parent saying that I now have to bury my own kids, If of, of which is in our African culture. We don't like that uh, our parents wish wish us to bury them before the, us burying us, you know. So now it's, it's, it was real terrible. It was real terrible in a certain situation. Um, and, you know, losing the people that must provide for you. Number of parents that lost their kids or number of families that lost their kids. Those people who, who, who passed away or who have died are people who are providing, who are providing to those families. Having to start all over again as an elderly person, having to stress on how you, you're going to provide for the family and all that. It's really sad. I won't lie to you, Sharers. So the Jewish community, the Angel Network, the Jewish Board of Deputies visited Boxburg yesterday together with, with our team. And what struck me is how, how small Boxburg is. You know, we went from Ramaphosa to the center of town to the, the, the church. And every single person has been affected, as you're saying, Linda. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the families that Clive took us to visit lost their daughter who went to try and help and then got uh, got killed, help a sibling. So it's really, really, really such a human level. Maybe, Yehuda, you can comment on the fact that you've been providing food for these funerals. And I know you have been quoted as saying for you, giving food is a way of expressing love. How? What actually goes into preparing for, I think you've done over 10 funerals and provided like 1,200 meals. What goes into that? So collectively, we will get, uh, will be 10 uh, funerals by the end of this week. It's a lot of thought in the sense of what type of environment are we serving? What type of, you know, what type of people are we helping? The type of menu that kind of needs to be put together. 
And then we start uh, screaming at Clive, you're telling us that we've only got 12 hours, let's get going, come. And we've literally got like minutes to, to get going and him and Jackie are really an incredible team. They figure out exactly what menus needed and off then Jackie and I split up in two directions and start shopping. We literally, for the last ones, we've been told that about three, four, five in the afternoon, depending, and we have to be ready by 9 a.m. So by the time we finish shopping and get back to the house, it's generally around eight o'clock. We then start cooking. And every time we're like, we'll sleep for three hours and then carry on again in the morning. But what lands up happening is that the staff get pulled in. They're not actually aware that we're going to work the whole night because we're not we're not always sure exactly how long it's going to take. So no one's be or having had notice. So no one's like slept during the day, getting ready to work a night shift. So you go from a full day, for example, Wednesday, we then knew there was a funeral the very next day. So we worked the whole night, Wednesday night. And then Thursday, everyone arrives at the church at eight o'clock and the funeral services and everything. They only got home to their respected houses at about 7.30 p.m. last night. So they went from 4 p.m. after a full day of work. So it's it, it's quite a lot of time and effort. But at the same time, like I was saying to you, when you're on the ground and you see what you're doing, this you've just got you've got a sense of like energy, not not in a it's not saying you're happy because you've got energy. You've just got a, a, a meaning for keep going, like to keep going. And the team, like yesterday, I took some of the team home a little early and the others were like, no, we're fine. And I'm like, but you haven't slept yet. No, we need to be here to pay the respects for the family. And these are people that are unemployed, that don't have jobs, that are relying on on these type of, you know, like gigs, so to speak, a, sh- a cooking for the night where we're going, they're going to get a stipend and an income from it. But they want to be there to be part of it. They've got no connection to boxing. They've never been there in their life. Yeah, I think you also spoke about, maybe you can elaborate a little bit about the, the kind of the circle of goodwill that works, that you are able to employ people who are able then to cater for a funeral. Just so that kind of it, cycle. You can take it one, sorry to cut you off. Um, you can take it one step back. If the board and the angel network don't pick up and say, you know, can you get involved? We then can't pick up and get out crews involved as well. So that ongoing cycle and connection works together. Um, what then lands up happening is we've got different communities that, that we assist and we choose and say, how can we help this community? Um, so for example, the last funeral, there was uh, six ladies that we brought in. All six ladies got, um, got, got supper, got a meal, obviously, but also got um, a really nice stipend from us. Now, that was our way of saying thank you, and it's important to show gratitude, but we wouldn't have been able to pay them if the board and the angel network didn't stand up and say, can you get involved as well? So it's one hand goes to the next, goes to the next, all the way back down to the funeral. So it's literally that circle of ongoing, you know, collectiveness that's just incredible. Linda, you wanted to add? To be quite honest with you, uh, the collective um, groundwork was very important. Uh, I want to upload uh, Clive Mashishi for his uh, effort to make sure that there's repairing, maintenance. I mean, we cannot all focus on one thing. Meanwhile, he was actually doing that. We were able also to do uh, the visit of families and see the needs 
or how we can assist those families. So it was really important. Actually, I was actually interacting with Yehunda's team, Jackie, on the other day, we were handling the same funeral. You know, that teamwork, the spirit of Ubuntu, uh, it was really important and it's still important. Moving forward, what we have to do in the community of prospect, like Clive has mentioned, we need to continue to show love. However, what is currently needed, um, it's trauma and grief counseling. Like Clive has said, we, we cannot just say it because of we've assisted them throughout the funerals and maintenance and repairing. We still have to go back there and assist them up until they stand back on their feet, up until they, they stand back and they continue to be contributing members of the society and they continue to be members of the country and the, 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 the city as well. So all we have to do now is to continue to support those families and to continue to support the community of prospects so that they go back and stand back with their feet by making sure that we provide monthly support, we provide all the support that it's necessary for them to, to pick up and to get back and you know like Clive has said, mentioning love love is not just speaking to a person by providing something to them you know, like I've said and those people have died, most of them were uh, breadwinners in the family so it's going to be sort of a, a, a challenge for that community to get back to to its feet so we've got a role that we have to play it's not just about funerals, there's a, there's a role that we have to play moving forward making sure that those people get assistance as, as fast and as efficient. So Clive, um, you've been on the ground assessing the needs of, um, of who needs what. what. What have you discovered? Since we are there at the ground and thanks to my wonderful team that we work with, they made the job to be easier for us to assess. You know what we have assessed? That community never lost a lot of things. It was the property damaged actually and also they they lost some of their income. The community, most of them consist of pensioners. Some of the people are unemployed because of COVID and everything. So they had their backyard rooms that people were hiring. And some of their tenants, they are victims of the blast. So they lost income again that they got from the renting and everything. So that is what we censored that affected the community because of loss of income again. And it, it was also what we saw, it was the trauma counseling need that was needed. And thanks to the wonderful angel that came through, uh, Ariel Susman, she made a wonderful work. She She helped the community to recharge their batteries, even us as a team. We, we we speak with her a little bit, but she give us that confidence and hope to recharge our batteries to be on the count in the next day. Uh, she she's she's just an angel to be there, and she's coming again on Monday. She visited yesterday, and we were with her on Tuesday. So she's putting a lot of effort to making sure that the community gets the trauma counseling, and we are receiving calls from other families, and. Last time when we saw is like we are going to be there around three weeks and we had a problem with windows. We put around 120 windows and yesterday there was a helicopter that came through because there was an arm of a person that was found and the helicopter when it arrived, when it lowered down, it destroyed other windows. So it is very painful and the trauma for that family 
Imagine now they are sitting, relaxing, and the windows are shattered again. They thought another blast is coming. So it is very traumatizing. The trauma cancelled. It is the most needed thing in the community that I saw. And again, what we need to support them, at least we need to organize a donation of food parcels that is needed for the other community members because we are having kids who lost their parents who are staying there. And we need to show love for those people. And we hope our government could work again to assist us. And we are very, very thankful of the Jewish community. Their helping hand is very big in this country. Over these years, I've seen such an amazing hand. As I'm an advocate of uh, Aliyah, but sometimes I cry to see the Jewish community live in South Africa because I know their importance into, into this land. It is very painful to see them leave, and I hope that they some they need to stay here because they are very important into this country. They are bringing hope to many families around South Africa. You know, Clive, you mentioned Ariel Sussman, and um, I'm hoping to have her as a guest. But again, you need to shout out to community members who just say, I want to help. This is a terrible thing that's happened, and I want to help. And the other thing that struck me yesterday is that so many people were affected in so many different ways. You know, people were burnt. People lost families. People lost parents. People lost children. People lost their, their homes. It was just like at some level, people were traumatized. But at what point do you have to kind of like, where does the help stop? Maybe you had a, you can answer that. Unfortunately, it gets to a point where you need to stop and have to you know, deal with other situations, especially in charity work. You can't always focus in one, in one area. Doesn't mean we need to leave forever and doesn't mean we can't come back, but it does get to that point. And I think, you know, seeing like you saw yesterday on the ground, the windows being repaired and the hampers coming in, um, the funerals being taken care of, I think, and the social work, I mean, she was incredible, literally. We were in the middle of, of a conversation and one of Clive's guys came past and said, no, I need you. Someone's, you know, needs to speak to you and has requested you urgently. And off she went, you know, mid conversation. So the need is still very raw on the ground. I could say, but at the same time, we definitely moving to a point of, of allowing the community to start healing. And I think that's what it is. It's, it's coming together, doing what we can and then allowing for life to continue. Um, and it will continue there because, you know, even at the funeral yesterday, we, we were at a church, uh, you know, and obviously we, it, it's further away. So they weren't affected by the funeral, by the explosion, so to speak. But I turned to one of the ladies, her name was Jacqueline. And I said, I don't understand. There's so many people here. Do you all work for the church? And she said, no, we actually all volunteers at the church. We got a message. There must have been over a hundred volunteers, if not more, that took off work and came to prepare, set up the tables with cloths, help distribute the food throughout this whole uh, church. It's a beautiful church. And that's why communities can come together. But at the same time, they needed the assistance of the food. They needed the assistance of, of, the the other items, you know, um, and fixing the houses. Once those projects have all been done community, collectively, I do believe that the community will heal. It's hard to say that, but th- there will come together a time where they will they will heal. And coming back and checking up on them for all of us, I think, will be very vital and key for what we do. 
but I don't think we're going to be there for the next six months. Sure. Well, it's incredible what you have done. We have to leave it there. But really, just again, to say well done to all three of you. The emotional toll it must take on you and your families and, and um, is huge. And I, I think we have to acknowledge that. And just say well done. It's fantastic for us as the board. And I, I think I can talk for the Angel Network as well to know that we <laughs> have you on the ground to do the work that, that you are doing. So thank you to Linda Mbata from the Sibambiseli Foundation, uh, Yehuda Lazarus Fingertips of Africa, and Clive Mashishi from the Clive Mashishi Foundation. Thank you for having us, Sharice.